Welcome to... Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. It was a really fun day three at the U.S. Open. We saw multiple upsets on the women's side. Of course, we also saw a really fun one. Kiki Mdenovic up 6-1-5-1. She ends up dropping that second set 7-6 and then ultimately bageled in a third set. Maybe not fun if you're a Mdenovic fan, but certainly a fun one from a fan experience. And there were so many tight matches on the day. Of course, we break down all of those matches, recap day three on our mini break podcast, but it's a really fun slate for day four as well. 32 more second round matches for us to preview, for us to offer our picks on here on our GSP Ace of the Day presented by DraftKings. Joining me to do just that today, filling in for Max Rothman, you of course know him as our crack rack. It's do everything a former Denison men's tennis great, the only undefeated coach in Missouri. Missouri High School history. James Foster McDonald. Jamie, hey, great shot. Can you bring some of that undefeated vibes, uh, some of those undefeated vibes, I suppose, onto this podcast today, please? I will certainly try. No promises, but I'll try my best. Yeah, and just so our listeners know, Jamie, not much of a gambling man. If you know him, he's far too rational to do something of the sort. Nevertheless, uh, he is here to keep me honest, to ensure that I am not going too off the deep end, as I so can often can do You know, when I don't have Rothman or someone else here to rein me in. So I've got my picks for GSP Ace of the Day. I'm going to offer them up to Jamie. We'll look at day four slate of matches. Of course, if any of you fans want to get in on the action and why wouldn't you? The first week of a Grand Slam, it's the most exciting time to be a tennis fan. We've had, what, 128 matches through the first two days, 64 matches now, so 196 through four days. So many different matches to get in on. You can, of course, with our friends at DraftKings. Here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings Sportsbook account and make a deposit. DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. From there, get in on the action. Make your first bet and know that DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dkng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700. 700 in Colorado. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonuses in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Jamie, a quick recap for you where we were yesterday on this ace of the day. It was a phenomenal day two for us. We tried to ride that momentum into day three. Wasn't a complete loss. A match I told you in our mini break, a match I talked about on this ace of the day yesterday. Marta Katsuk, the incredibly talented former junior Australian Open champion, did indeed pull off her upset on the day over Sevastova. Now, Jessica Pegula managed to win as well, but Ali Risk knocked off by the incredibly talented young American Anne Lee. And again, we'll talk about that on the mini break. But we lost that parlay. We lost after uh, Hubi Hercots lost his match. Did Chapel? Of end up winning? Did he pull it out? I haven't seen the highlights yet as we're recording this Wednesday uh, night. He was he was up big in the fourth last I checked. 
Yeah, so he's looking close. The only match then that lost in that parlay, uh, uh, unfortunately for us, Hubie Hercots. But again, pretty good day. What, four and one, five and two, six and two in terms of total matches. I'm still feeling confident heading into day four. But Jamie, I sent you some of these odds beforehand. As you get further in a Grand Slam, obviously the margins between these players are going to get narrower and narrower. The match selections are going to be tougher and tougher. I have some favorite matches, but let's just start with the stayaways, the ones I want no part of. JJ Wolf minus 335 over Carbea Spania. That means you have to wager $3 to win one in return. Am I crazy or does that feel a little high? feels pretty high, um, especially because there's a world where Wolf just can't handle the grind out there. And I don't know. that I, I agree with stay away on that one. Yeah, and, you know, there are a couple of others similar to that as well. And for J.J. Wolf, just to finish the point there, obviously I'm as, and you and I are as impressed with his talent as anyone, but it's just that to win two three out of five set matches in your first major, Carbeas Bena, just a grinder, going to make that extra ball every time. It, it's, you know, three or one to three odds, that's definitely too high. So that's a stay away for me, unless you want the Carbeas Bena action, in which case I, maybe that's the way to lean in this one. Uh, some other ones. Caruso minus 125 over Escobedo. Again, respectively, I think Escobedo's getting an American bump. That feels a little bit low, but just from a matchup perspective, FAA Murray, Sabalenka Azarenka, Sakari Para, Kenan Fernandez. I'm staying away from all of those. Do you agree? Uh, it depends which way you want to lean on the FAA Murray camp. Um, you know, I'd understand if you want to put some down on FAA because realistically, I mean, Murray going to be gassed. I mean, I know we, we saw him pull out an incredible match and FAA also had a pretty tight match actually in four sets, I believe. But nonetheless, FAA going to be more fresh. So if you're leaning that way and think he looked better then I wouldn't mind putting money down on it, but wouldn't do it with conviction. I'm very happy you say that because I completely agree. FAA minus 165 in this one, and I have watched every one of Andy Murray's matches. Tiafo, then Zverev, then obviously Raonic, then Nishioka. And what was cl- what's clearly emerged, if you have a weapon to hurt Andy Murray, it's a problem for him. And, you know, FAA didn't play great in his first run against Montiero, but that serve, that forehand, he's going to have chances to win easy points to go after that Andy Andy Murray slice, which does sit up a little bit in which he hits, obviously more frequently now than earlier in his career, but it's a stay away because A, I don't you know, never wager against Andy Murray, just wouldn't do it in my life, and B, there is the world, right, where Murray's grinding, making that extra ball, where FA starts to get a little bit frustrated, and yeah, it was a physical grind for Murray on day, in his first match, but you never count out a champion like that. For me, it's just a complete stay away. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and that Sabalenka Azarenka, I mean, they're both minus 112. Even DraftKings acknowledges, yeah, probably unless you're very confident one way or the other, you know, no action on that. There are a couple of other stayaways as well, but, you know, in terms of the favorites, I have 11 favorites on the day, just the odds not worthwhile because, although you do think it's worthwhile, like Rublev minus 1,000, so you got to wager $10 to win one against Barrer. You would put $100 on Rublev in that match to win 10 I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm confident in Rublev, but when you start putting, you know, $100 of my own in there, that's tough. I, I would consider it, though. I mean, especially with what we've seen from Rublev, I don't have any reason to think that he would lose this match. Um, it's, just, it's just up to you if you really want to put that much down for 10 bucks in return. 
No, I agree. And look, team, Rublev, Medvedev, RBA, Rayonich, all in that zone tomorrow where just the odds are too high. I'm going to stay away from them on the women's side. Merton, Serena, Keys, Anisimova, Kanta, Sviatek, they all fall in that category as well. But now we get to get to the juicy stuff. And let me start with the underdogs because a guy you and I have talked about a lot on the mini break, both guys really, uh, it's very interesting to me that the seeded player in this affair, that the guy who's won a title at the ATP level and has won matches at slams before, you know, Casper Rude is the is plus 135 against young Finnish player Emil Rusevori. And Casper Rude, again, he's the seed. He's the top 40 player in the world. Rusevori, a really good five-set win for him over Badene in round one. And I was looking up some stats, Jamie. Rusevori, in his career at the ITF level, and up, 117 and 37 on hard courts. That's a 76 win percentage. That is kind of ridiculous. And for Casper Rude, 69 and 54, 56%. We've talked about his struggles on hard courts before. But am I crazy for thinking Kasparud as an underdog in this match is just wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because in one world, Kasparud just isn't in this round. I mean, hey, either of them could have lost that match. But I don't know. I mean, it it seems like a favorite to you. Realistically, though, going into this match, I don't have confidence in either one, right? Like, if I had to put money on one, I would actually think about putting it on Kasparud just because we saw, you know, how he was able to dig out of that match against Mackey. But realistically, I don't have strong feelings either way on this one. And here's why I would lean Kasparud as well, because if this match goes five sets, if this match is the toss-up we expect it to be, how can you not favor the guy who just physically has been there before and more frequently and just seems to make that such a big part of his game? And so, yeah, I agree with you. It's a stay away. It's not going to be an ace of the day, but it was just intriguing to me. Two other interesting straight underdogs on the day. Fuchovic, who we've seen, what, make the fourth round? I think maybe quarterfinals of the U.S. Open before. Plus 117 over Dimitrov. Now, Dimitrov looked really good against Tommy Paul, but Fuchovic is that dangerous floater. What was it, quarterfinals at the Western and Southern? He's just not a guy you want to face. It's an interesting matchup, isn't it? Yeah, I, I honestly don't mind the pick putting Fuchovic over Dimitrov on this one. Um, you know, obviously, say what you will about Dimitrov. He's been, you know, into the latter stages of slams, so he has that experience behind him. And as you mentioned, he did look good, came up with a good performance in round one. But Fuchovic so dangerous, and we've seen him, you know, wreak havoc in early sections of the draw. So I wouldn't mind this one, putting some money on Fuchovic, but again, not super confident. And, you know, you would hate to put some money down and then watch Grigor be in perfect Grigor form and just get through this one in straights. Yeah, to lose to someone that handsome would just be crushing. It'd be it hurts. Devastating. Yeah, it hurts a That's lot. That's insult and injury. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Although there was a photo of him emerge where – I'm not going to say it's the same, but it was a similar balding patch he has in his hairline, and it made mm. me feel pretty good about himself. Or myself. I will say Fuchovic, Fuchovic, not a bad-looking guy either. Yeah, Just no, it's, it it's a fun one. Yeah, no, you, again, you're not wrong. Well, not bad-looking either. The odds in this last underdog I have for you, and then we'll get to our aces of the day, folks. Francis Tiafo 117 over John Millman. Now, you know, John Millman beat Roger Federer at the U.S. Open a couple of years ago, and, uh, you know, physically that's a really tough out he's going to be in every match he was a straight set winner over Basilashvili in his first one Tiafo physical four sets against Andrea Seppi but I don't hate 
Francis Tiafo in this one. I really liked the way he played against Seppi. It wasn't perfect, and of course, the game plan for Tiafo will always be serve to the forehand and everyone figures it out. But I just, if you don't have a weapon to take it to Francis, if you're going to let him slice and dice and play a little bit on his terms with John Millman's going to let him do. I don't hate the matchup. It's probably a stay away, but again, these were the three underdogs, Rude, Fucevic, and Tiafo, that stood out to me. I don't—it's I, not going to surprise me at all. I'm not confident enough to make it a pick, but would it surprise you if Tiafo got over the hump tomorrow? Yeah, so honestly, I don't feel great about putting money down on Tiafo over Millman. Uh, Millman just so solid, and you know, Tiafo. Yes, oftentimes if you ask him the question, he can answer with something convincing, right? He has so many tools in his chest. He has the ability to go deep into you know five set matches and be really physical. But so does Millman. Um, and so I just don't have confidence in a pick like that. And honestly, if you told me I had to put money down on one or the other, I'm putting it on Millman. Yeah, I mean, so again, it's a tough out. Millman's not going to give Tiafo anything. And, you know, Tiafo, when that first serve is rolling, he can create f- free points for himself. But he also needs you to throw in a free point to him here or there. Seppi did that in their first round. Again, it's not an ace of the day for me, but there is a scenario where Tiafo gets the win, right? You, it oh, exists. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you look at this match and, you know, if you play it 10 times, you know, it's certainly not like I think Millman is winning nine or eight or seven, right? I mean, it's real close here. Uh, but ultimately, if you're making me pick, I'm going Millman. Yeah. All right. Well, then with that in mind, let's get to my picks on the day. Here are my favorite matches, and then I'll get to how I combine them into my aces of the day. Dan Evans, minus 295 over Courtney Moutet. Moutet, the talented young uh, lefty from France, five foot nine. I think he's, what, Courtney Moutet, I believe, currently in the top 50 of the world, maybe right around uh, the outside of it. And we've seen him do well at slams before, but I am so confident in Dan Evans. I know a lefty is always tricky for a righty with a one-handed backhand, but minus 295 just feels low. I'm, I, I, I just don't see Evans losing this match. Yeah, this would be an incredible shock if Dan Evans doesn't come through this one. So I'm with you there. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, I looked this up. Courtney Mute straight set win over Yuri Vesely, currently 21 years old, ranking of number 75 in the world. So just throwing that out there. First time for him, he's advanced past the first round of the U.S. Open. I have him parlayed today as an ace of the day with Alex Diemenauer, who's minus 235 over Gasquet. Now, just from a value perspective, you parlay Diemenauer and Evans. It gets down, <clears throat> excuse me. 2 minus 114, 20 yields you 1779 in return. So essentially even odds on these two. I just don't see Gasquet having a weapon to hurt Alex Diemenauer. I don't know what Gasquet's pathway to victory is in this one. I'm confident in both of these picks. What do you think of the Diemenauer side of the equation? Yeah, I mean, look, like you mentioned, it's really hard for me to imagine a match where Richard Gasquet wins this. Um, You know, you you play it in your head, you know, what's he going to do? Just whip backhands over and over and over and, you know, hit Damon Hour off the court. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know how that could happen. So unless something severely wrong occurs on the Damon Hour side, I think that's a pretty safe way to go. Yeah. yeah. Richard Gasquet wants to play the outer thirds. Do you know where Alex Damon Hour wants to be at all times? In the outer yeah. thirds of the court, moving you around. So I really am confident in both of those picks. That's an ace of the day. Damon Hour Evans minus 114, 20 to win 1779. Let's get to another pick. And it's just 
a straight up pick. Own Jabour, minus 190 over Kanepi, 30 to win, 1590. Kanepi, obviously, uh, at this point in her career, 35, but we all know, you know, she's accomplished so much. Quarterfinals at three of the four majors. Uh, you know, she made the fourth round at the U.S. Open as recently as 2018. And yet, Own Jabour, quarterfinalist at the Australian Open, quarterfinalist in Qatar, quarterfinalist at the Western and Southern. Uh, objectively one of the 12 best players on the WTA Tour this year. I just, minus 190 just feels way too low. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be thinking she's going to be, I mean, look, I see her as a heavy favorite. I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit when we preview the next matches on the mini break. But yeah, I mean, I see her as a heavy favorite here. And and similar to what we were just talking about, it's hard for me to imagine a match where Jabour loses this. Um, Realistically, what she can do on the court, how miserable she can make the other player, I, I just I don't see her losing this match. Certainly a possibility, but yeah, if you're going to put money somewhere in the women's draw, this isn't a bad place to start. Yeah, and I just think, so sure, Kanepi can hit a big ball, and when you look at it, it, it could she hit Jabour off the court if the slice isn't finding the court or sitting a little bit short? Yeah, but... Jabour's just got a lot of tools in the chest, and she's playing really well, and Kanepi has not played that great of late and just hasn't played that many matches, although she played a great first round, and I guess these quick courts do help her, but I agree with you. I will be shocked if I see Jabour lose that match, so that's an ace of the day as well. My last one, and this is just a parlay because... You know, I like to have a little bit of fun and throw away some money. And, you know, again, I like having you on the podcast because even though you're not into getting in on these wagers yourself, you're always rooting for me and Rothman so vigorously. So I feel like you're a part of the team. Uh, So I appreciate that. You know, that's from my side. But my last parlay for you, Jabour Evans, Dimenauer, confident in all three. You throw in Ekaterina Alexandrova, who's minus 265 over Katie McNally. It's plus 299 odds. So three. Three to one here. Essentially, again, it's even odds across four matches for Jabour, Evans, Demonauer, and Alexandrova. Ten to win twenty nine eighty nine. I just think as good as McNally is, and obviously we're huge fans here of her here at Crack Rackets. Can't emphasize that enough. Kim Kleisters does a lot of things that Katie McNally does on the court. Now, McNally probably moves forward a little bit more, and there's going to be more of an onus on Alexandrova to hit passing shots. But Alexandrova just answered a huge question against uh, Kim Kleisters, and I just I don't see her you know, having some sort of letdown. I just think she's been so good in 2020, much like Jabour. You know, Jabour, Evans, Alexandrova picks on momentum as much as anything else. I'm confident in this parlay. Yeah, I mean, listen, I wouldn't want to be betting against Alexandrova right now. And if you do go through and put money down on this parlay, it's it's hard for me to see that that is the match that breaks it apart. Now, maybe do I think it has more merit to break it apart than perhaps a Damon Hour result? Maybe. Uh, but that being said, I mean, no, I like that four-match parlay. That's pretty solid. Yeah, so Jabour versus Kanepi, Evans versus Mute, Demonauer versus Gasquet, Alexandrova versus McNally. If one of them screws it up, in your opinion, who is it? Uh, it's, it's probably Jabor Kanepi, and I don't know why. It's just an absolute gut check. Yeah, I. you know what's funny is I completely agree with you. There's a reason she's the lowest odds, but that's the one that uh, minus 190. What do they know that I don't? It what scares am I me the most. Here? 
It scares yeah. me the most out of any of those, and I don't yeah. know why. Again, I can't put my finger to it, but if I had to pick one, it's absolutely that one. Yeah, that could be the one that gets us in trouble. But let's lock in those aces of the day. Jabor, minus 190 over Kanepi, 30 to win 1590. Demonauer and Evans over over Gasquet and Mute, respectively, minus 114, 20 to win 1779. And then Jabor, Evans, Hour and Alexandrova, plus 299, 10 to win 2989. You can get in on all of the action yourself by going to dkng.co slash cracked open take advantage of their limited time offer play along with us jamie any final thoughts on day four's matches are you going to save them for the mini break oh i'm saving them for the mini break we got to entice us entice him to listen to us somehow right yeah, no, we got to do what we got to do. I agree. And of course, as Jamie is alluding to, we will be recapping all of day three, previewing a little bit more of day four on that mini break podcast. So make sure to like, rate, subscribe, review this one, that podcast, the mini break, of course, our Cracked Interviews and Inside Out podcasts as well. Be sure to follow us on YouTube where you can see these picks posted every night. Super producer Westoff up in his room late until the early morning until, you know, so he can crank out those videos, ensure you all have the advice that we hope you are all enjoying you know we've we've had some pretty good success thus far here in this u.s open we're still working out whether you know to what degree we get need to remove the parlays from the equation but i'm feeling pretty good heading into day four hopefully you all are as well uh as i mentioned a huge shout out to our super producer as always daniel westoff for the of an end job he does day in day out and remember if you have missed out on any of the action you can catch up on all of our content on our website crackedrackets.com uh if you need the more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube where it's all at cracked rackets you want to message me directly i'm at great shot pod i will throw in one more shameless plug broke a little bit of news uh we got our hands on some documents revealing the USTA protocols for the players exposed to Benoit Pair Pair testing positive for COVID-19. And, you know, we were broke down those protocols. We talked about the implication of them, what were the names of the players on yesterday's mini break. Ben Rothenberg sharing that byline with me in the article, which you can read on our website, crackedrackets.com. Really appreciate all of the feedback we've gotten on it. And again, you can go find it in more detail on our website. But with that, in mind for my wonderful co-host today james foster mcdonald who did a fantastic job of filling in for max rothman for our super producers max fliegner and daniel westoff our friends at DraftKings, and all of us here at both cracked rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin jamie haven't had to do this in a while but what do we tell our listeners hey great shot and we will see you all tomorrow thanks everyone